Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Once I find something that is not correct, treating is like prayer, and that I first feel within me what I want to happen within the patient, and then by acknowledging that it has already happened, the change can take place. Greg Braden's book, The Isaiah Effect, Decoding the Lost Science of Prayer and Prophecy, goes into wonderful detail on this lost technology. I say lost because in the West, we do not believe, and as such, certain technologies are lost to us. To me, most of my treatments feel like I'm meditating. My mind is blank. I'm not contemplating anything. Dr. Robert C. Brooksby, D.O. Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain, and because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. listening to the painful truth of living with chronic pain podcast on the limitless podcast network we're your hosts robbie and sammy and these are our real life experiences dealing with multiple providers before we found his best treatments for his chronic pain before we head into the show make sure you subscribe don't forget to check out the other shows on our network today we are going to talk about doctors physicians providers you saw kind of how we got to see them i also have a fun little trivia list of all of your different like how many different doctors you saw, how many different x-rays, MRIs, things like that you got done. Way back when you first kind of started having to see these doctors and you started getting MRIs, x-rays, whatever treatments, whatever have you, that we were seeing multiple providers and it was confusing because now you're maybe getting started on new medicines or, you know, they, they always want to know, okay, well, tell us about the accident and then tell us what treatments you're on. It got to be a little much. So over I made- 
Yes. I mean, every doctor I saw on oh, the paperwork, I is, had to go oh. in and say what happened multiple times. Mm-hmm. So we finally started this binder and it is a thick binder. It has all of his x-rays, the MRIs with the dates all sorted and in chronological order. It has a list of current medications of medications that were discontinued so that we don't retry stuff that was not effective. To me, that, you know, seems pointless because you go to a new doctor and then they're like, hey, we're going to stick you on this random drug, but you've already been on it. So why, why bother? Right. Absolutely. And then it's like medicines that he takes only if he really needs it. I have those that are in down. I have his current doctors in there and their phone numbers and their information. It's a lot. And the nurses all love it because all the medicine is written out already. Every doctor appointment we go to, all the nurses and staff say Sammy has the best handwriting and they can actually read it and everything's in chronological order. Yeah. I mean, coming from the healthcare field as a pharmacist, I know how important it is to be legible and to be able to understand what's going on and be able to follow the treatment because, you know, I'm only one part of the healthcare system, but trust me, it's confusing even for us as pharmacists because, you know, you go to three different doctors and it's like, oh, well, my heart doctor put me on this medicine for my cholesterol, but my primary doctor put me on this one and it's a big hot mess. For me, I thought it was important to have it organized. So when we went together, which we usually try and go to appointments together, it would be ready and set up when they said, what's his med list? Here, make a copy. End of story, right? When you're alone, it's also easier because let me tell you how many phone calls I have gotten at work in the middle of the day with, hey, see me, I have the doctor on here. He wants to know what medicines I'm on. I'm on so many medications, to be fair, that I have a hard time remembering. I'm on I, like I get it. 25, I get it. 30 medications. Oh, I have the numbers here that and we will so be going over. Trust me. I, I'm anxious to hear what this number is because I think I'm at 25, 30. She'll actually let me know the right number. Mm-hmm, so, I sure will. Yes. This episode, we kind of really wanted to use, like we're going to talk about the providers, doctors you've seen. One of the biggest things was that we saw some providers, several providers, because the lawyer recommended them. Absolutely. They kind of sent us in that direction. We were not always comfortable with where we were sent. Right. At the end of the day, there are a lot of providers we saw that we were directed to that- We probably shouldn't have saw. Mm-hmm. That we wish we would have not bothered with. We went in another, another direction, you know, did more research on our own. I think that's a big thing. You live and you learn sometimes, right? But this this comes back to what we've been saying. I, like basically every episode is be your own advocate. Stand Absolutely. up for yourself. Don't rely on everybody else. Your lawyer, remember this, is not your friend. He is not there to protect your assets and be your best friend and be buddy buddy. Your lawyer wants to get paid from your auto insurance. He wants the highest number of claims he can make so he can get a higher number. Don't ever rely on your lawyer because he's not the one. He's going to be there for the paycheck. Exactly. And if you are sent to doctor's offices that you don't feel warm and fuzzy about or not comfortable, don't go. Mm-hmm. Let's Take start them. with um, the providers that you saw. Okay. So you ended up going to two different physical therapy offices. First one is the one that you went to for a couple months that Dr. Thomas had sent you to originally. Correct. And that was the one that he felt most comfortable with because they, they had more one-on-one attention. If I remember correctly, you also pissed them off at the beginning. Do you remember this? How did I piss them off? Yeah, here we go. He sent you over there and I, we went and we filled out the paperwork and you were supposed to go back. And I don't remember what happened. Like you wanted to move your appointment or something for some reason. I guess they were saying that you were canceling too many of your appointments. And really at this point, you were just confused about when the original appointment was. Right. And you yelled at somebody at the front desk who then I had to call back again while I was at work. You're always doing this to me when I'm trying to, to work. 
because I had to call back and basically say, listen, he is in pain. He is going through a tough situation. Could you please just have some sympathy, empathy, whatever you can muster up. Let me reschedule the appointment for him. What I remember specifically about the second physical therapy office, I don't even remember who sent us there. Which doctor? Because it wasn't Dr. Thomas, I believe. I believe it was another provider that wanted you to go do another round of physical therapy. Was it the shoulder doctor? No, mm -mm, it wasn't him. It was someone later in the game because we went to this one several months to maybe even a year later when we went to this particular office because you went one time. Okay. What I remember is you got billed $800 for the one session, which is basically you filling out paperwork and spending like 20 minutes doing I wanted to say like 20 minutes maybe. Physical therapy. Yeah. It was, it's insane when I saw that bill. It was just one of those. I was like, are you freaking kidding me right now? I don't think, I don't think we actually paid it. I don't know. That maybe was during the PIP thing. I mean, I have no idea. Who knows? PIP. We got so many bills, I don't know. He took care of it, but I'm not 100% sure. There was all sorts of negotiations with the lawyer and all that, so I don't know. And that's when it gets back to do your research on your lawyer and feel comfortable with him Mm -hmm. and double check his work because their team is not always on your side. Mm -hmm. And we will have a a whole sort of episode where we talk more about the the money side of things too. Right. All right. So in total, you have seen 23 different providers related to the accident. Wow. You've seen them for different issues relating to pain, nerve issues, depression, urinary problems, like medication side effects or issues. Okay. But in total, when I added it up, the most recent number was 23. 23? Since 2017. Wow. I would have said 50. Feels like it sometimes. You have had nine MRIs in total done. Wow. Yeah. And that includes your most recent hospital stay. Wow. You had three CT scans, seven x-rays, two ultrasounds. Only seven x-rays? Looking at you. Well, the x-rays are not something they really were doing a whole lot for you because the MRIs told more of your story. Okay. Because you you don't have a broken bone. We know that really. The x-rays, most of the x-rays that you actually got done were after you had your artificial disc implanted. Which that doctor still screwed up on. Big, big shout out to you guys. As far as medications, you have been on about, it looks like overall 50 different medications total. 50 medications. That we have rotated through. Now, some obviously you're still on several. This is over the time and this includes different pain medications that you've tried over the last couple of years. Okay. Because that has been a wide range from different anti-inflammatories to different narcotic medicines to just different in between controlled substances okay, to help with pain. Plus, you know, you got the Tylenol and all that over-the-counter stuff. You've been on, you know, different medications for your nerve issues. We've tried a couple different ones for that. Do you actually have a list of what I'm on, what I'm currently taking? I do have a list somewhere that I saved, I believe. Okay. That's insane because it's super long. What I'm just taking today? No. No, I don't know because especially in recent weeks, we've kind of switched up. Your medications have also treated your bladder issues, nausea. Those are kind of the big, big ones that you've had. The pain, the bladder issues, and the nausea or like your main problems. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I actually, as a sidebar, which we'll have another episode related to like mental health, you know, sort of issues. I recently decided to stop giving you one of your medications singular. Okay. Well, you take the generic Montelukas. The FDA has come out with a black box warning. Really? Which states that it may actually worsen like anxiety, depression. It's basically a mental agitation. And that seems like something we don't want to mess with. And I had heard that, but it was an official and now it's official. So I just, 
we stopped that one. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good thing you know that. So these are things I also do kind of behind the scenes, depending yep. on side effects and things. I mean, I'm lucky. Sammy is a pharmacist and she deals with my medications. She puts them in the box for me. She tells me what day to take them. I could do that, but it's easier with everything I'm dealing with mm-hmm. to let her handle that, to let her help me. But see, you guys may not be that lucky. You guys may not have a pharmacist or living with a pharmacist. And that's when medication management will come into play. Yes. And Mm -hmm. being on top of it, even with doctor's appointments or anything, really, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. You're welcome. So thank you for that. Do you want to start talking more about the the doctors? Sure. We're going to move on. First of all, the magical Dr. Thomas that we love to talk about. I want to just point out that he was not lawyer approved, if you recall. Absolutely not. They really tried to discourage us from even seeing him. Absolutely. They tried to say, oh, look, he's not a part of the plan, if you will. Mm -hmm. You need to stop seeing him. And I was like, no. Yeah. He's absolutely the doctor I need to see. And before we go into this rabbit hole, we will have another episode, a dedicated episode towards osteopathic medicine and Dr. Thomas and everything like that. So we're briefly going to touch base on him Mm -hmm. this episode, but But, we will have a standalone soon. Yeah, because he is the only doctor you have seen the entire time that we have been doing this. Like I said, Dr. Thomas is my doctor, but he's also a friend. Mm -hmm. Everybody in his office has become friends or family to us. I will say this. I don't think I'd be doing as well if it wasn't for Dr. Thomas and his staff. Thank you for that. I can agree with that. We're just going to touch base on him right now. And then we are going to go to the next doctor. When you're in pain, the last thing you want to do is see a doctor who treats you as an ailment instead of a person. An osteopathic physician like Dr. Brett Thomas, D.O., treats the cause of your pain from the inside out. You're more than just your pain, so why aren't you going to a physician who sees you as a whole person? Dr. Brett Thomas, osteopathic physician, Orlando, Florida, call today to schedule an appointment at 407-747-1222. Again, that number is 407-747-1222. We saw this neurologist pretty early on. Uh, This was one of those situations where I really wish that we had taken more time to find somebody else to go see. So not that this doctor didn't have a really great reputation because he did in the medical community. The problem was they A, only took the PIP benefits. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. They didn't take the insurance. And a lot of providers, you know, the PIP benefits are only so much money. And when that ran out, we were going to have to start using our regular insurance. That's not the case with him because their office did not take right. insurance. It was only PIP benefits or you pay for it. And these, you know, you go to a neurologist, of course, it's like stupid expensive. Stupid expensive. Yes. Wasn't I going to this one for headaches? You were originally going for headaches and then also because you were having some of the nerve issues going down in your arm and in then in your leg. leg a little bit. In my accident, the truck pushed my door into my leg and it kind of pinned it a little bit. But when I got out, I was just like, oh yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And up until this point, it was fine. While I was there. They actually did some tests because I was complaining about nerve issues. You remember this? Yes, I distinctly remember this and, for a very um, big reason. Did a bunch of tests on my arms and my legs and, or well, my arm, arms, I should say. They had hooked me up to these electrodes and shocked me and it hurt so bad, so bad. Wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Then they got to my left leg, hooked it up, shocked it. And I was like, ow, 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 that hurts. And then from that test and from that moment, I started to have 
have nerve trouble in my leg. They woke something up in my leg till this day. I'm still dealing with it. What I also remember, which I don't know if you do, right around the time when they were going to do the, the test on your leg, uh-huh. our PIB benefits ran out. Absolutely. And we went into the office and we said, yo, our PIB benefits ran out. I mean, I don't know if you still want to see us or, you know, what you want to do because they're they're not going to cover whatever it is we're doing here. You know, trying to find out, like, we need to know the price ahead of time to know if we want to follow through. And what I remember was the nurse said, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Just come back and do it. Exactly. And you, you literally were back there trying to say, listen, I, I would like to know how much it is. Could you just tell me? Because I'm worried about this because right, I can tell right. you my PIB benefits, they are gone. They're not going to pay for this. We got notification that they ran out. And she said, it wasn't a big deal. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Whatever. It, it wasn't a problem. So I then went back and did it. Mm-hmm. And then you want to take over? Oh, I mean, if you want to talk about the giant ass bill they then sent us. Yeah, they sent me a probably $2,500 bill. Something like that. It was crazy. And saying I owed that. And then they tried to get me again. And we'll explain this in a later episode. But yeah. they wanted me to do a letter of protection on it. And I was like, no, if I did that, that would take away from the money I actually do get at the end of trial mm-hmm. or end of the case. I was like, well, to be fair, I asked this, this and this and I got this kind of feedback. Yeah, which we'll we'll talk about more with the bills, but it was right. just it just pisses me off. So I feel like the more we talk about it, the better. Because again, do your, your research. research. I would not have gone there if I had understood from the get go that Don't. when the PIP benefits were out, we were not going to be able to pay for this stuff with our insurance because that was one of our main things. When you get your first PIP benefits or when you start on your PIP benefits, don't let your attorney waste them because that's what they will do. Yes. And going to multiple doctors and getting multiple bullshit, I'm sorry, really treatments and consultations is a waste. Exactly. And again, well, we can talk about this more when we get into the right. the money episode. Yeah, this goes kind of along with, you know, don't go to any provider. Don't go see anybody until you kind of look into it a little bit. Find out more about them. Kind of ask questions. I, Absolutely. We would have said, hey, do you take United Healthcare? Because that's the insurance we have. And when they said no, then we probably would have said, okay, we'll see Maybe ya. we should try something else. The moral of the story is when you first get in, into an accident, treat your PIP benefits like gold. Yes. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that later. All right. So the next kind of, you know, I'm trying to kind of go in like chronological order, you know, for doctors that we saw, we were referred to a surgeon, orthopedic surgeon, and he was taking too long. He wasn't doing anything for Robbie. He would give you injections. He was the one that prescribed a lot of the pain relievers, like different prescription strength, anti-inflammatories or NSAIDs. They weren't really working, but he was just like, yeah, you don't need surgery. You know, we just need to keep treating it. And they basically were like, well, he's taking too long. He's not really doing anything. We're going to refer you to another surgeon. I do remember that. Yes. And that is how we ended up with the artificial disc. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nothing done with the shoulder. Thank God we kind of backed off after the, the disc fiasco. There's so many. I feel like we do a whole episode on the, the problems that we had with this entire Honestly, like talking thing. about this, it's like a whirlwind. I'm literally sitting back and saying, damn, we really did go through this. This and the, really happened. The problem I remember when we went to see the surgeon too, and I feel like I don't want to say the lawyers amp you up. You know, you go in there and you're just like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm in pain. I don't know what's happening to me. You know, I'm getting these MRIs and these CT scans and all this stuff and then nobody's really helping me. I'm still in pain and they're giving me these new medicines and you just were like so defeated that when you went and saw this surgeon who's like, yeah, I'll fix you. I'm just going to swap out one of your discs. You know, you think, oh, it's a godsend. They're going to fix me. Absolutely. They're going to do something and gonna it's going to be great. And take me out of pain and everything like that. That is so. a lie that did not happen. There is no such thing as a easy fix, a which now bullet. we know. Yes. Fusions, artificial discs, all of this bullshit is not a magic fix. Some people will be highly reduced in their pain, maybe even feel like they're almost cured, but it is not common. Do your research.
research, which I did way after the fact. And I'm so annoyed that we just feel like we're just like blind going into all of this. We just didn't know. That's why we're making this podcast because nobody has a specific plan. Nobody has a book to say, hey, you got into a car wreck. Here are these steps, blah, 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 blah. These are the doctors you should see. No. Again, this is exactly why we're doing this podcast is to inform you guys and to tell you guys to do your research. That is one of the biggest things you will find from us is to do your research on your doctors, your attorneys, your surgeons, anybody that's going to be treating you. Google them. Absolutely. Do a background check. Google them. Talk to past clients. Talk to their current clients. Talk to other doctors. Talk to other doctors. Get second, third, fourth, fifth opinions. Don't let somebody talk you into something before you're ready. The main problem was after the surgery. He had this outpatient surgery. We went in there. Everything was good. First of all, they were like so behind. I remember we got there like six in the morning and he didn't have your surgery till 1230. So it was like six and a half hours later. I remember laying there and being like, dude, when the fuck are we going to do this? Me too. And I remember it was so cold and I'm a big fan of Nelly. And so when I got back into the surgery center, I requested them to put on Nelly for me. A big shout out to Nelly. Yeah, they actually did it for a while and then they switched it off. But for a couple minutes there, I was jamming out and getting comfortable. I mean, now I'm much more prepared. Every time you're under anesthesia and you come out of it, I kind of know what to expect. You know, they, they stick him in this neck brace and they send you home with these instructions. And we had this like big freaking machine to bring home to make sure you didn't get blood clots. You remember it? Yeah. We still have it actually. We still have it. They give you all this stuff and they give you all these directions and you're just like, oh my God. Okay. And we came home and okay, some of this is kind of funny. We learned quickly the anesthesia did not do well with Robbie. <laughs> now he's better maybe because it's it's shorter terms that you've been under. You haven't been under for as long. Uh-huh. That was a struggle. So we got home and he was pretty chill for a while and then he woke up and now he was starting to feel the pain. So first of all, I walk into our bedroom and he's laying on the bed crying that he's dying and he needs his dad to come and help him and his dad has been dead since 2006. That was great having to basically remind him that it was just me coming to the rescue. No one else is there. And I remember I got you to take a pain pill. I was just like, this is going to help, you know, take a Percocet. It's going to make you feel better and it'll make you tired and come on, let's just, let's do this. So we did that and I had calmed you down and then you said you wanted to watch a movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know exactly where I'm going with this. So we put on one of his favorite movies, The Highlander, which one? Highlander Endgames. Endgames, okay. So we're watching this and it's starting to get kind of late and, you know, I'd literally been up with him. I had not really gotten any sleep because every two hours I had to escort him to the bathroom and then come back and then get him food or whatever he needed. So I was starting to get super tired and I'm like, maybe we should sleep, right? Right. So he sits there and he says, okay, there's one scene I want to watch and then we can go to bed. So he fast forwards it to the scene. How old is this movie? It's stupid old, right? Oh, it's like 15 years old. Okay. So if you haven't seen this, okay, like, you know, plug your ears, fast forward, whatever, because spoiler alert, in the movie, Duncan McLeod kills his, his mentor, right? You can say Connor is his mentor, right? He beheads him. Right. Okay. Because in the Highlander, there can be only one. You have now, to. yeah, this, this is like his, one of his favorite things ever. Okay. Like he loves this stuff. So we watch this and he starts bawling, <laughs> like full on loses it. He just is so upset that Duncan killed Connor. It's the end of the world. And you know, I'm standing here like you, you've got to be fucking kidding me because I just gotten him calmed down. We were going to go to bed and he said one more thing. So now I don't even remember what time it was, but I'm having to like call your brother and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Can you please make him calm down because I'm at my wits end. That was kind of the first night and that's that stuff no one prepares you for or tells you what to look for or that you can possibly be aware is about to happen to you. I'm letting 
letting you talk because um, you know this more than I do. So. The main, that was just kind of a little, little bit of a side story that kind of adds to our, our fun that we've experienced together. One of the bigger problems I had after his surgical care was the lack of care after it. He was sent home with Percocet, 10 milligram, and, you know, he took it the first day he was okay, but the second day, every time he took it, he was just nauseous. So now I'm trying to get a hold of somebody to say, hey, he's throwing up or he's about to throw up every time he takes this damn pain pill. Can I get something for nausea? Can you do something about it? Was such a struggle. Basically calling and yelling at the staff because I'm like, you're not listening to me. I can't do anything for him. I can't take him anywhere because, you know, at that point you were still so... I was very hurt from the, the yeah, surgery. He was having trouble walking. He was having trouble getting up. I still was helping him every couple hours to go to the bathroom. If you're having surgery, surgery makes you weak. Yes, it's, it's a big deal. And, you know, all I was asking for was something for the nausea, something to help him because... Zofran or something. You know, yeah, he's he's struggling. So that was like a struggle and a half. Side note, Zofran should be over the counter. It should not be prescription. Well, technically, just so you know, Zofran can interact with a lot of medications. I see. Can cause pretty bad reactions if you take it wrong. This so. is why things can't be over the counter because people don't read. Which, funny, you don't read anything. You make me read it to you. So you're trying to be all judgy over here. But she's a pharmacist. That's what she does. Oh my God. Anyway, anyway that was the first struggle we had. Second struggle was the pain medicine. Florida had just started this new law with how you had to document when you wrote pain medications for patients. Oh, so that's you right. would you would write pain medicine and they generally were recommending you do a three day supply. You know, if they're coming out of the hospital, you go to the emergency room and like, you know, maybe you broke your finger or something. So they, they're like, all right, here's three days worth of hydrocodone. Really what it was for. You could also write for up to seven days with the note on it. And then finally you could write, I'm going to say as many days as you want, but I mean, realistically you wouldn't write, you know, like a hundred days supply of this, but you know, you could write a longer day supply and longer duration, but you just had to have proper documentation. Okay. And I knew all this because I had to learn it front and back because it was new for everybody, the pharmacist, doctors, everyone. So they had given him three days worth of Percocet. And again, remember I was complaining because he was really not doing well on it. It was making him nauseous, trying to cut it in half. And let me tell you, the pills that we had were not really the best to cut in half. And I knew that, but it was the best I could do. He's still in a lot of pain, go figure. And so now we're trying to get them to give you something else. And they keep writing in circles. Well, we can't write for more than three days worth. It's a law. I know the damn law. Okay, literally. I know it. I have to know it. It's part of my job. That's not the law. And I'm trying to explain that to him. That's not the law. You're abusing that vernacular for your benefit to not help him. He is literally crying next to me every day. He's in so much pain. And granted, we've had many, many conversations about how we don't really want him taking pain medicines forever. Correct. We don't like that he's on pain medication, but he had just had a major surgery. Like they implanted something in him. So my whole point was you don't need to give him a lot of it, but you need to give him something and a different dose because this is not working for him. So he went from taking this Percocet, 10 milligrams. Like I said, I believe the next thing we got was Tylenol oh. number three. Tylenol number three. What yep. the fuck, man? I mean, you're talking about the biggest jump ever. And then Tylenol did nothing, nothing for him. Literally nothing. So then they're like, well, we can give you tramadol. Nothing. It, it was, it was literally doing nothing so, for him. Yes. So we're, we're probably going to have to make this a two part episode <laughs> because we're running out of time. Uh, so well, there's just so much to talk about. This is going to be a good place to stop. All right. I got to tell you, we are having a streaming service coming out. It's going to be our own television network. It's the Limitless Broadcast Network. It's going to be on Roku, Apple Television, Amazon Fire Stick, and more. That is coming out in late 2020. We are producing our own original content, our own original podcast shows. Everybody wants to see us, our smiling faces, so we could be movie stars. We'll definitely let you know when that is ready to drop. Make sure you subscribe because there's two plans on that, so make sure you check that out. So I'm going to turn it over to Sammy so she can take us out of the podcast episode. 
All right. Well, like he said, thank you again for listening to this episode of the Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain. What did you do? Episode number three. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Episode number three on the You're Listening on the Limitless Podcast Network. Make sure you tune in for the next episode where we will continue our discussion about the failures that we experience with seeing different physicians and in particular ones that we did not research or pick out ourselves. So we'll continue this discussion on the next episode. Make sure you tune in. And like you said, make sure you check out all of our other shows and subscribe to those as well. Thanks for listening to The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.